Hello, my name is Father Edward Looney, and you're listening to the podcast, How They Love Mary, a podcast that I hope will either be the beginning or the deepening of your Marian devotion. The month of October brings in the month of the Holy Rosary, and lots of people renew their devotion to the Rosary or want to deepen it a bit more during this very special month that the Church gives us. And so uh, there's lots of different Rosary devotional books out there. I've written a Rosary devotional book called A Rosary Litany, and every year I'm just so excited to see other devotionals being published and being written so that we can really delve deeper into the mysteries of the rosary. There is a newer book with Marian Press called Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. And I'm very excited to be speaking with the author of this book, Maria Gallagher, who is an accomplished journalist whose work has received awards from the Associated Press, the Cleveland Press Club, the Society of Professional Journalists, and the United Press International. Her radio work has been heard on uh, NPR, Holy Family Radio, and JMJ Radio. She's an advocate for pregnant women and their children. Maria writes regularly for National Right to Life News Today and is active in a lay apostolate known as the Worldwide Curcio Movement. So I'm very happy that you're joining me today, Maria, to talk a little bit about your book, Joyful Encounters with Mary. It's wonderful to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I know this interview is a long time coming. Uh, You actually reached out to me uh, several months ago and just kind of a full schedule in terms of episodes. And uh, our first contact was back in June where you uh, inquired if I might be interested. And uh, of course, I I said yes, because I think it's a very beautiful book that you've written and it focuses on the joyful mysteries of the rosary. So I think maybe the first thing is simply why write this book or what inspired you to write Joyful Encounters with Mary? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I was in the lockdown phase of the pandemic, and I had run out of places to go. I mean, I couldn't go to church. Our, our church was basically padlocked. I could not go to the Adoration Chapel, uh, where I often hang out. I couldn't go to work. Uh, I couldn't go to restaurants or stores, and I had worn out my welcome at the local grocery store, And so I found myself with additional time on my hands. I I do have a full-time job advocating for uh, pregnant women and their children, um, but um, I needed something else to occupy my time. And I thought it would be a good time to sit down and write a book. And it had been in my heart for some time that I should write a book. And I thought to myself, you know what, I think that there is a shortage of joy in the world, especially during this time, during the pandemic. And I think that people could achieve greater joy through a stronger relationship with Mary. And so that was the the premise that I worked on. And I felt as if the Holy Spirit was guiding me because I came up with a plan for the book through the table of contents, and I just poured my heart and soul into it. Um... And uh, it was kind of funny because I, I took it to a, a couple of different publishers who rejected it right away, but then they suggested to me that I take it to another publisher. And I took it to Marion Press. And I think during the pandemic, 
Uh, they might have been short-staffed because I didn't hear back from them for a year. So we were past the lockdown phase of the pandemic when I finally heard from them, and they said to me, um, are you interested in uh, continuing the possibility of publication um, because your book is under active consideration here, or have you gone to another publisher? And I said, no, I haven't gone to another publisher. I, I really didn't have enough confidence to do that. Uh, and so they said, well, um, let us take a look at it. And so they did, and I had a friend who writes with me for CatholicMom.com, and she said, oh, I think that's a good sign. So uh, in a couple of weeks' time, they came back to me and said, indeed, that they would publish it. Um, and so it, it was a dream come true, and I had so wanted to evangelize through my writing, and I feel that this book gives me the opportunity to do that and to help to draw people closer to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And uh, it's just been a wonderful experience. Um, I've talked to a lot of people who have read the book, and it's been uh, a moving experience for them. And they tell me that they think they have a better relationship with Mary as a result of the book. So that's just a blessing, and all praise to God for that. Well, that is wonderful. And, you know, I couldn't help but think of the fact that you do a lot of pro-life advocacy and pro-life work. And here we have the Joyful Mysteries. And the Joyful Mysteries all focus about the life and birth of Jesus, from his conception at the Annunciation to the greeting of two infants in the womb at the visitation, to his nativity, and then the experiences of motherhood. So it seems very appropriate that you would write a book focusing on the joyful mysteries. Yes, I, I noticed an affinity myself for the joyful mysteries. And um, on the first Saturday of the month, when, when I decided to contemplate a, a particular mystery, I would tend to, to dwell on the uh, visitation, and that really struck a chord in my heart, this whole idea of Mary going to her cousin Elizabeth and the two greeting each other and, and uh, Elizabeth's baby leaping in her womb uh, at the sight of Mary. And it, it just had a profound effect on me. And I thought to myself, the whole a rosary with with all the mysteries is, is just too much for me to focus on. I, I need to narrow it down. And I thought to myself, it's best if I go with the joyful mysteries of the rosary because I, I have such a connection with them, and I think that uh, other people may in fact share that connection because so many women have gone through the experience of pregnancy and or childbirth, or they've had members of their family who have been pregnant, or their friends have been pregnant. And all of us, as women, are called to be spiritual mothers. So we have that experience. And I thought to myself, this is an area that would appeal to women, the whole idea of the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And I thought to myself, if I feel such a connection to the joyful mysteries, other women must too. And so I decided to use different vignettes from my life to illustrate the different aspects of the Joyful Mysteries of the Rosary and how I found commonality with Mary. Um, for instance, with the Annunciation, 
Um, obviously, an angel did not appear to me when I became pregnant, um, but I did have that experience of the, the absolute joy of finding out that I was pregnant after um, many months of, of waiting in anticipation. And when I took the pregnancy test at a pregnancy help center where I was volunteering and I got back that positive test, it was such a joy um, because I had been waiting so long to become pregnant. Um, and uh, it just filled my heart with happiness. And I, I think that uh, there was also obviously a concern I hadn't been pregnant before. I didn't know what to expect, as there was apprehension with Mary. I mean, she was not expecting to become pregnant. Um, this came as a surprise to her, perhaps a shock to her, uh, when the angel appeared to her and told her that this was going to happen. Um, but she accepted it. She gave her fiat, and she accepted it. Um, and I found that connection with Mary in that moment of, of finding out that I was pregnant. And I wanted to share that with other people. And I have found that the women who have read my book do, in fact, find that connection with Mary that might have been missing in their lives. Um, and, and this is true whether uh, people had a uh, relationship with Mary going into reading the book or they did not. And I, and I wrote the book for uh, different types of people, for those who have a Marian devotion and for those who, who might have difficulty relating to Mary, because I thought if they can connect with the joyful mysteries of the rosary, they'll have an easier time relating to Mary, and their lives will be enriched as a result of that. And one of the ways that you really unpack the mysteries and you reflect on it is kind of with uh, different chapters, and there's about four chapters for each mystery. So you have encountering Mary, so encountering Mary at the Annunciation or at the Visitation or at the Nativity. Then you have growing in virtue, and that's something we're familiar with, that sometimes when people pray the Rosary, they'll announce it, the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. We pray for the growth in the virtue of whatever it is, humility or um, charity for the Visitation, whatever it might be. And then you have a saintly encounter. So you bring in the Catholic tradition, you bring in saints that have really spoken to you and you associate them with the mystery. And then you kind of have a theme reflection uh, for each one. So it really gives people a lot to think about when they are praying the mystery. And I think sometimes with the rosary, like when we pray it, maybe we need something new to contemplate and try to discover and try um, to find so that we can think about the mystery in a new way. And the four parts then that you provide really just give new fodder, really, uh, for people to meditate on these rosary mysteries. So why was it that you came up with this four-part mantra or four-part uh, paradigm to look at the mysteries of the rosary? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that, Father, because that was very important to me, the structure of this book. And I wanted to pe people to be able to respond to Mary in different ways. And I thought to myself, the, the first way um, is really um, just um, delving into um, 
my own experiences and um, how they relate to Mary. And I thought that there was uh, something that, that I shared with other people in terms of pregnancy and motherhood. And um, uh, whereas uh, the presentation is, is somewhat different than a baptism, there, there is still that, that ritual involved um, with the, uh, with the uh, life of the, the child um, and the finding of the child Jesus in the temple. And so I thought that people could relate to these different aspects of my life, but I didn't want this to be a memoir. I wanted it to be focused on Mary. So I also thought that it would be best to do some scriptural analysis of, of different aspects of the Bible that talk about Mary at various times in her life. Um, and I think that CatholicMom.com really prepared me for doing that, because I had done gospel reflections for Catholic Mom for a long time. In fact, um, I got a prize at one of our virtual gatherings for doing the most gospel reflections in a given year. And so I, I really felt called to delve into the Scripture and what it had to say about Mary and about Jesus. And then a struggle that I've had in my life is, is trying to grow in virtue, um, especially, for instance, in the virtue of humility. Um, and I tell the story about how when I was uh, in high school, I had uh, planned to get a scholarship to uh, my dream university. And I had worked very hard in high school. I tried to achieve the best grades that I could, all in expectation of, of securing the scholarship. As it turned out, I didn't get the scholarship. And I just sobbed, and my mother couldn't even console me. I was just a mess um, because I was so prideful and, and so filled with expectation of, of securing the scholarship, when in fact God had a different plan for me. And I ended up uh, at, uh, applying for a uh, different um, a degree at a different college. I ended up not only being accepted at that college, but also getting a full scholarship to that college. So um, God had it all planned out for me, and at that college I could major in journalism, which was really my love at that particular moment in my life, um, and it gave me a good foundation for the rest of my life. Um, but I, I struggle with humility all the time. I struggle with charity. And I tell the story in the book of how um, I had a ballerina benefactor when I was a, a young girl. And um, my uh, mother's cousin had passed away. And um, her lawyer contacted us and said that he had something for us, and, and we had no idea what it was. And one day, uh, somebody arrived at the door with a special delivery. It was for my sister and myself, and we opened up the package, and it was just savings bond after savings bond that my mother's cousin had bought for us, unbeknownst to us, um, and it was thousands of dollars worth of savings bonds. And she was really looking out for us, and she was our benefactor. And the generosity that she showed with that was just amazing. 
Uh, and when she was young, she had been a ballerina, so that's why I call her my ballerina benefactor. And I think that she exemplified that spirit of generosity, which we should all have. And then I wanted to go further. I wanted to explore different saints and their encounters and their relationships with the Blessed Mother. And, for instance, um, one of my favorite saints, um, St. Therese the Little Flower, um, she had a miraculous healing as a result of the intercession of the Blessed Mother. Um, And uh, she was uh, very close to Mary. And uh, even even though she obviously never got married, never had children, she felt that connection with Mary. Um, And I talk about uh, St. Gianna Mola, who was a wife and mother um, and a doctor, and uh, she gave her life for her child, a wonderful patroness of the pro-life movement um, and a wonderful patroness for women. Um, And so I think that the uh, structure of the book was really divinely inspired, um, and uh, it, it works very well in terms of fleshing out Mary for the reader. I particularly like that you put St. Therese in association with the growth and virtue of obedience, because St. Therese needed to exercise obedience in her life. She goes to the Holy Father and says, please, Holy Father, let me enter the Carmel at such a young age. And the Holy Father says, no, no, go back home and be obedient to the bishop, be obedient to the mother superior of the monastery, and in due time, you'll enter the monastery. So she does that. She's obedient to what is requested of her, and ultimately, she enters the Carmel at a young age and uh, grows in her own virtue, writes her life, inspires generations now of people still to this very day by her life and by her writings. Yes. St. Therese has always been very close to my heart. Uh, She uh, became a a role model for me um, because I I could relate so much to her and her simple way of loving people. Uh, And uh, I actually did a novena to St. Therese um, in hope of becoming pregnant. Um, And so uh, when I did become pregnant, I I credit St. Therese's prayers for helping to make that happen. Um, And I struggled as a child with obedience. I I really did. And uh, I could see in Therese that that fighting spirit that I felt like I shared, but that had to be channeled in a good direction, and it had to be tamed a little bit. Um, And so I, I find her just to be such a wonderful role model for us and somebody that we can really relate to. She didn't live that very long ago and she encountered um, aspects of the modern world that that we encounter today Um, and uh, she found a path, a simple path that led her to Jesus and led her to sainthood. And I think it's a path that we can all follow. The Visitation is one of my favorite rosary mysteries, Uh, partly, I guess, because I was ordained a deacon on the Feast of the Visitation, a transitional deacon. I spent a lot of time in prayer in Ein Karim while while I was in the Holy Land. 
I studied in the Holy Land for 10 weeks in seminary, so uh, I even walked to Ein Kerem one time from Jerusalem. So uh, it's a place that really is very special to me, and I always appreciate new insights into the visitation. One of my insights from this year was uh, came from reading The Mystical City of God by Venerable Maria of Agreda. And I realized that the visitation, when we pray about it, and I thought about it as a rosary mystery, I'd always be thinking that, oh, you know, that's Mary greeting Elizabeth, that's John leaping in her womb, it's Mary's Magnificat. But then I came to realize that the visitation was much greater than just that initial moment, that the visitation actually was the whole time that Mary was there, the three months that she remained there. And reading The Mystical City of God really brought that forward to me, all the different things that transpired as Mary and Elizabeth were together there. So I'm just wondering, any new insight you could share with me that you gleaned about the visitation? Well, uh, definitely um, the visitation is very important to me. Um, And as a child, I really did focus on that mystery of the rosary when when I uh, initially prayed it. Um, And I would think about those three months that Mary spent with Elizabeth and what she might have done for Elizabeth, how she cared for Elizabeth, how she uh, did uh, chores for Elizabeth, um, cleaned and probably cooked and um, took care of the household um, for her cousin. Um, and I think that that uh, a lot of women act as Mary to Elizabeth in their lives. Um, I think, for instance of uh, my friend uh, Selena, uh, who, um, uh, uh, when I rushed to call her to tell her that I was pregnant, said, guess what, I'm pregnant too. And she proceeded to care for me from a distance, um, with supplying me with ideas for childbirth classes, for good nutrition, um, uh, for uh, dealing with morning sickness. I mean, she was really a Mary to my Elizabeth because she was a younger um, pregnant woman, and I was the older one. Um, So I think that a lot of us as women have these connections with other women, and they're sacred, and they're holy, and they're beautiful. And I think that's something that we share with Mary, um, that, that gift of service to other women. And I find that especially in the pro-life movement. I mean, the, the huge number of pregnancy care centers that are throughout the country, these are places where mostly women uh, give their time, they're often volunteers, and they share their knowledge, um, their hopes, um, they share dreams with the pregnant women they see in these centers, and they accompany them on the journey of pregnancy, just like Mary accompanied Elizabeth during those three months. Um, And I find that fascinating. And I think that um, especially in this era where we're past Roe versus Wade and we're past the Dobbs decision, um, we need to do more of that. We need to care even more for pregnant women in difficult circumstances. We need to step up our game And Mary can provide us with a role model for doing that. 
Your book, Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary, is one that is going to help individuals to reflect at greater lengths on these rosary mysteries, find things that resonate with them. You've written it for women, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. Do you think men could... uh, get some value from this or or should we leave it to the the mothers and the wives out there so husbands can buy this book for their wives are there insights that can be gleaned by all people yes i'm I'm glad you asked that question when i initially wrote the book um i wrote it uh for everybody uh i didn't uh write it necessarily specifically for women um but one of my editors who who was male uh, said, there is so much for women in here. Why don't you have women or woman in the title of the book? And that, that's how we got A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. But actually, um, I have had a number of men read the book, and they come back and, and they say the book helped them. Um, so there are insights, I, I think, that can assist men as well um, as women in connecting in a better way, in a stronger way, with Mary. And I think it can also help men to understand perhaps better their their wives, their mothers, their sisters, their cousins, um, the females in, in their lives. Um, and I, I think that uh, they can grow, obviously, in virtue, um, studying the mysteries of the rosary, and uh, they can grow from uh, relating to the different saints that I profile in the book. So this is a book that, although the title says it's a woman's guide, um, it can actually assist men as well. So I, I recommend it for anybody who's really curious about Mary and wants to find out more about her and wants to have a better relationship with her. The ending of the book, you provide different resources to podcasts or videos or other book recommendations, but you have your final kind of concluding chapter as next steps in your walk with Mary. And what are some of those next steps? Sure. I felt it was very important not to leave the the reader hanging. I felt like um, I had introduced the reader to Mary we had um, accompanied Mary along her journey, um, but I didn't want to leave the, the reader uh, with wondering what is next. And so that's why I developed that conclusion. And I have different um, action steps that people can take uh, to continue their walk with Mary. And the first thing is to begin each day by offering our time, our troubles, our joys, and our hopes to Mary. Um, and I do this by praying a prayer, uh, Blessed Virgin Mary, I offer you all my prayers, works, and sacrifices this day in reparation for my sins and those of the whole world. And I feel that that really gets my day off to a good start. And some people have difficulty remembering to do that morning offering, so I recommend that they pair it with a habit that they do every morning. So it might be brushing your teeth, it might be making your coffee, it might be driving to work. Whatever is a habit that you do continuously every morning, you can pair that with the morning offering, and that way you won't forget about it. Um, And then another thing that I do is every single week, I have a heart-to-heart talk with Mary, 
And I give over to her um, what I consider to be the knots in my life, knowing that she can untie those knots and untangle them for me. Um, And it really sets my heart at peace, knowing that I've given over these difficulties, these worries to Mary. Um, And I found that I am much less of a warrior now than I was before because I trust Mary and I know that she's looking out for me. Uh, And then I recommend um, praying a novena to Mary. Um, There are so many different titles that she goes under, um, Our Lady of Lourdes or Our Lady of Fatima. Um, And I actually use an iPhone app called Ludate, um, which gives me uh, a whole uh, variety of novenas that I can pray. Um, one thing that my prayer group is doing now is a 54-day rosary novena to Our Lady. Um, and you can discover the details of this online, and uh, it's, it's very powerful. Um, and it, it really helps you to grow in faith and to grow in love for Mary. And then finally, uh, I recommend that people consecrate themselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And there are many resources out there to do that. Uh, One is the book, 33 Days to Morning Glory, by Father Michael Gately. Um, And in this consecration, you offer all of your good works and sufferings, along with your prayers to the Blessed Mother, in a tremendous example of self-giving. And I've known um, since my consecration that my life has never been the same. And I think that bodes true for other people as well. Um, So giving your whole life to Mary um, is a wonderful gift, and it's a a path to salvation. And it's actually an easier path to salvation because uh, Mary's doing the, uh, the work for you. Your book is Joyful Encounters. Do you think that this is the first in a series of four books, so then you'll have luminous encounters or sorrowful (laughs) encounters, glorious encounters? You know, when I wrote the book, I thought that there would be a possibility that I could um, tackle other mysteries of the rosary, and uh, uh, I am uh, hoping to do that. I'm not sure that I'm going to do them in the exact order that we normally pray the the mysteries of the rosary, um, because I think I am called now um, to the glorious mysteries uh, because of some things that have happened in my life, and I I feel an affinity for the glorious mysteries. So we could see a glorious encounters with Mary coming down the pike. Um, But actually, the the next book that I'm doing for Marian Press is a book uh, which is a spiritual guide Um, to advocacy, and especially pro-life advocacy. We know that this is a very important time for the pro-life movement in the history of our nation and in our world. And I really felt that there needed to be a spiritual guidebook to assist people as they try to reach out to pregnant women, as they try to pass good, solid pro-life laws, as they try to... uh, assist people at the end of life and try to stop euthanasia. I feel that uh, people need um, spiritual sustenance for this journey, and I hope my book will help them in that. 
Your book is available from Marian Press or wherever people buy Catholic books. It's called Joyful Encounters with Mary, A Woman's Guide to Living the Mysteries of the Rosary. And you mentioned that you write for CatholicMom.com and other places. So is there someplace online? Do you have a website or social media that people can find you? Yes. um, People can find me at CatholicMom.com as Maria V. Gallagher. Or you can go to my personal website, which is Maria Z, that's V as in Victory, Gallagher.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Maria E. Vital, uh, which was my maiden name. Um, and then I'm on Facebook as Maria Vital Gallagher. Vital is my middle name. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Maria V. Gallagher. So you can find me. At all those places, I love to connect with people. I love to connect with my readers. I am praying for my readers. I want you to have a a wonderful experience with Mary and to uh, grow in your faith and in your trust of Jesus. And surely if people pick up this book, they will indeed have a joyful encounter with Our Lady. Thanks so much, Maria, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show and for all the many ways that you support the podcast. If you want to help out the podcast, be sure to check out Sock Religious. I love their socks. I love their shirts. And so go over to Sock Religious, use the link in the show notes, and buy some holy socks or some holy shirts that you can wear to evangelize your family and your friends. If you also want to support the podcast, I invite you to please share the podcast with your friends or on your social media platforms. Rate or review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't mind, please follow me on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My handle is at FR Edward Looney. You'll see all of the posts, all of the content that I put out each week by following me there. Thanks so much again for listening today. Know that I am entrusting you to the heart of Mary, asking her to pray for you this day and every day. And if you don't mind, say a prayer for me too. Let us remain united in prayer to Jesus through Mary. God bless.